0: Welcome. This is a podcast for Business Management 207. Today's topic is the pursuance of artificial intelligence in the face of alignment risks. Our guest today is Nick Laskowski. Nick is an assistant professor in the philosophy department at the University of Maryland, College Park. His core work in moral philosophy explores how to locate morality in the world of experience. He has recently co-authored works arguing against AI language models slicing human participants and has a forthcoming article exploring the differences in merits of truthfulness, honesty, and trustworthiness in AI models. Dr. Laskowski, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian.
0: So at the risk of sounding obvious, um, I think we need to establish some frame for what we're talking about with artificial general intelligence. What are the benefits of it? Why are we pursuing it? Should we think of it as inevitable?
1: Yeah, so an artificially intelligent entity is is an entity that optimizes for a goal that has a sort of non-biological makeup. And the idea of an artificial general intelligence is the idea of an entity that optimizes for a wide range of goals. Why are people interested in developing such an entity? Well, it seems useful to have um, something that can optimize for a goal at least as well, if not better, than humans, and especially useful to have something that can optimize for a, a wide range of goals better than humans can. I so think that's, that's sort of the general interest in the idea of developing such an entity. These sort of newfangled generative AI can represent a problem space or an issue sort of non symbolically, non deterministically, and it can address. Some of the sort of hurdles that uh, symbolic AI can't address very well. So when the TurboTax, even something with TurboTax, might get to a part of tax policy that's sort of ambiguous and doesn't have a clear sort of definition for how to address that part of it, um, it'll stumble and it'll need some kind of uh, human intervention to sort of get around it. But non-symbolic AI, again, the kind of AI that we're seeing today, um, receiving popular attention, can represent a problem space non-deterministically in a sort of fuzzy way and also partially and probabilistically and sort of guess and sort of throw out various um, hypotheses about how to address that fuzziness. And some of those tend to be useful and right. And so it allows us to sort of efficiently get around some of the problems that you see with symbolic AI like TurboTax software.
0: So it seems like the benefits are are mostly efficiency, but it could also very easily uh, be used for sort of more moral ends such as curing disease and things like that.
1: Lots of um, application in sort of medical fields. So you can apply sort of generative AI to scanning, let's say, uh, radiology scans to see, you know, whether some bone deficiency is there. That's not obvious to even a trained human eye. Um, and sort of any, any other thing where, there, where you might be able to pick up subtle patterns um, across a data set that humans are not uh, particularly uh, sort of attuned to. I just wanted to ask like if, if if you could distinguish between AGI and singularity as such, because if we make that distinction earlier, it would be easier to understand and go forward. And AGI is just an artificial intelligence system that can pursue a wide range of goals. And the idea of a singularity in this in this context at least is the idea of an artificially intelligent system that can recursively self-improve indefinitely and sort of rapidly take off as a result. Basically, when people talk about singularity in this context, they're imagining something getting smart enough to thereby figure out how to make itself smarter, to thereby figure out how to make itself even smarter and smarter and smarter and so on um, ad infinitum. And that's the idea of a singularity in the context of an AI, which is sort of not directly relevant to AGI, but is sort of related. Because you might think that one of the goals that an AGI might end up finding itself with is the goal of self-improvement. And once it does that, and once it's sufficiently smart, or sophisticated, then we're going to get the kind of takeoff required for singularity. So would you say like solving the alignment problem as a whole would be a step in further to achieving singularity? The alignment problem, as I like to think of it, um, is the idea of trying to design AI systems in a way that safely benefits humans. And one worry with solving the alignment problem is the singularity, that in designing AI systems to be sophisticated and intelligent and useful in the various ways that we've already discussed, we're going to end up giving it the ability to pursue a wide range of goals. And one of those goals might end up being, unintendedly perhaps, uh, the goal of self-improving itself. And if it gets up with that with the goal of self-improving itself to the point where it becomes so sophisticated that we can't sort of interpret it anymore or sort of manage it more generally, then we might end up with something that's unaligned with Benefiting us safely. So, I'd like to think of singular, the singularity as a, as a kind of concern with developing AGI. So,
0: is it that they're, uh, the, it's the potential of them pursuing goals that are different and objectives that are different from our objectives?
1: Yeah, so that's one facet of the problem. Again, part of the value of the new AI that has been receiving lots of scholarly and popular attention is that it can address our needs and solve problems in part by not needing or requiring the problems to be really well defined um, and for us to know exactly what we want out of the sort of the issue. But In order for it to, in order for it to have that kind of value, for these systems to have that kind of value, it seems like we need to allow it to have a kind of flexibility in the goals it pursues. But once we give it that kind of flexibility in the goals it pursues, it might end up with goals that we don't want it to pursue. You might end up with an AI system that has the goal of self-preservation or the goal of not allowing us to turn it off. But there's also another aspect of the problem where suppose we can give it goals that we want it to have. Um, You might think that given... Issues concerning interpretability, sort of how it ends up pursuing its goals and why that it might end up taking means toward achieving its goals that we don't want it to. Um, the famous example in this space is the sort of paperclip maximizing example. So you might give an AI system the goal of maximizing, you know, creating paper paperclips. In, in pursuing the goal of uh, creating paperclips, it might sort of melt down all the the metal it finds in the world, including the metal that you know we need to, need to drive our cars and so on, and then turn those into paperclips. And that's some. That's a, a means by which. Uh, we would not want it to pursue the aim or goal of making purple. Groups. So it's inner aligned when it takes the steps that we would want it to take to pursue its goals. And it's, it's aligned in the outer sense when it has goals that we want it to have.
0: What is the risk of deep learning models pursuing unintended goals once outside the training environment? What is the real likelihood that this will occur?
1: You find a wide range of answers to this. People are really worried and put the risk of sort of complete annih- human annihilation at as high as 10%, if not higher, in the sense that we design an AI system, we let it outside the box, um, and there's a real risk that will end up pursuing goals that uh, involve our destruction in some way. And then you find people that are much less more optimistic that it won't destroy us. <laughs> people think that once we're talking about existential risks of the sort that we're in the sort of realm of science fiction and fantasy, but um, others take these risks really seriously. And you can see that in the, the executive um, sort of statement from the Biden administration recently. About so, what we were just talking about, um, yeah. like the 10% chance of human annihilation or whatever. Mm-hmm. If an AGI system were to cause harm in any sense of the word, Who do you think should be held responsible the developers, operators, or the system? That's a really great question. And my view is that at the very least, the people who develop the system need to be legally liable for any harms that um, it produces. I think that's the sort of best way to sort of regulate this space is to have some real possible legal repercussions. It's not clear whom else or what else could be held responsible apart from I think the companies designing these we can maybe hold AI systems themselves accountable but that requires several presuppositions about them being agents or you know persons them moreover having uh, the kind of mental states like beliefs and desires and so on that uh, we typically take to be involved in holding someone accountable in the same sense that we can't blame a dog for biting someone. It's true that we can't blame an AI system for causing harm, precisely because neither one of them are agents in the relevant sense. There's other worries, too. So we might want to design AI to sort of fight our wars, but we might not want our drones to sort of target anything that resembles a human. But if that's the sort of most efficient means by which a drone can achieve some goal of sort of uh, maybe destroying some munitions factory or something, Um, It might end up pursuing that kind of means. In terms of like military and things, how important is it for us to be able to explain what the AI is doing if it does something that we don't want it to do and then we have to explain to foreign nations? And questions about interpretability and explainability with respect to AI, um, you know, whether we can explain or or demonstrate how it arrived at the outputs it did. I'm not so sure exactly how important they are. So imagine two AI models and they both do something horrible, but the one system did it in a way that we can explain. The other one didn't. When it comes to like attributing blame and dishing out punishment, it doesn't really matter how it ended up doing the harmful thing you might think or like whether we can explain how it did so long as it did the harmful thing that's often all it takes for us to give out punishments and compensate people and so on but what matters is what are the results not how we get there what do you think are more of the long-term like troubles because like you know, like AGI had a lot of benefits but I kind of see it in a way of AGI being harmful and people using AGI in harm- harmful ways which can actually like harm communities and harm people what are some long-term like troubles you could see yeah and it's a good question too so I mean, so we talked about some of the problems here, but I think another one that we haven't talked about that I find troubling is this idea of enfeeblement. So suppose we come to a day, maybe not too long from now, where right at our fingertips, we can pump out our essays or answer our math problems or give the right text to someone that well, you know, we're try- you know, flirting with over uh, a DM or whatever. That might then be a day when we're no longer good at flirting, no longer good at writing, no longer good at math. And then we've come to rely on these systems to, to flirt, to do math and to write. This is a scenario you actually find comically displayed in the movie Wall. I think it's Wally, where the people sort of no longer walk and talk or do anything. They just sort of sit in their chairs and interact with some sophisticated intelligence, and the intelligence does everything for them.
0: And you're saying this is in the future?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean... it's also to some extent now, right? The fact that I can Google anything, I can't remember a single phone number anymore. I can't remember various facts anymore, because I just pull out my phone to, to look everything up. Now, you think that something like that might occur on steroids, as it were, when it comes to AI. If AI is doing all our writing, doing all of our computation, like our mathematical computation, all of our flirting, and so on. Maybe that day is already here, where we're, we're already becoming enfeebled in these ways, we're becoming much less good at these things. And I think that's, that's very troubling to me, like, I, there's value. And I think in humans doing these things themselves. And I'm not so sure it's desirable to find ourselves in a world where AI is doing all these things instead. Yeah, because like, when I think about it, our knowledge is going into AGI. And when we're now dependent on them, we're not really advancing in any other ways, too. So it's kind of just like at a standstill. And I'm worried that in the future, really, it's just going to be as advanced as AI, and there'd be no progression in society or really like in anything. Yeah, you might think that we end up plateauing evolutionarily. Mm-hmm. Or something. Exactly. It's very off-putting about that. I think it's pretty cool what humans have been able to do so far, and I'd like to see what else we can do in the future. And maybe that day will never come if we keep putting all of our time and energy into developing AI.
0: So given the current norm of AI typically misaligning with human goals, is it worth it to pursue development of artificial general intelligence? Are the payoffs of artificial general intelligence good enough?
1: I have to say, I'm a little I'm a little unsure about what to say here. I mean, if we could cure, for example, cancer really quickly because we deployed AI systems, I think that'd be really great. But there's also risk involved. If curing cancer requires design AI that can interpret and manipulate um, instructions involving different biochemicals, then you might end up with an AI system that somebody could abuse and come up with a novel sort of agent that they could then deploy and kill lots of people with. So it's really hard to say. If I had to give an answer, though, like most new technologies, it can seem really scary. But ultimately, I do think it's probably going to end up being a good thing in the long run for us to pursue.
0: How do you feel about the question of should it be open to the public? How should this be developed?
1: Yeah, my my most serious concerns about AI's development is with its widespread deployment. So in particular, there's been a lot of enthusiasm in the open source community surrounding what Meta has done in releasing Llama and other um, open source AI models. And I worry about those scenarios. So actually, I worry about a a nearby future where the compute required to run these systems and train them becomes low or efficient enough where an individual can just do it entirely themselves and sort of design a malicious model that can pollute epistemic spaces like the internet where we get our information or can manipulate in various other ways and and so on. And so I I worry about a nearby future where these things are sort of everywhere and there's no regulation, a real check on their use and deployments. Um, That's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night more than some of the other scenarios. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, Dr. Laskowski. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure and honor speaking with you. And uh, your statements have been so enlightening. I hope we uh, get to encounter you again sometime. Yeah, thanks. Thanks
1: for reaching out, guys. Thank you.